welcome back to the Connected Podcast. I am your host, Rudy J. Today, I'm joined by Emma Bissonnette. Emma is such an incredible, inspiring, and empowering human in the fitness industry. Emma was such a big influence in my early, and I guess, beginning of my resistance training, my strength training. She helped influence how I trained. She kept me you know, out of my head, in my body. She was so motivating and supportive and humble. And I wanted to catch up with Emma and really talk about the importance of strength training for women, being in this industry, how to start a routine, a fitness routine. If you are brand new, if you're coming back, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you have those days where you are not motivated to train, we talk about some of those tips. We talk about Um, Emma's major movement influences and how she got started and took a leap on herself and does this fitness. She's a coach um, and a personal trainer. So she does this full-time and has been for the last several years. So I talk about her experience making that transition, what her day-to-day looks like, her definition of connection. We talk a little bit about how she supports herself, her lifestyle outside of the gym. So some of those habits just to really feel good in her body. And I know you guys are going to get so much out of this conversation. She is such an incredible influence. And if you haven't noticed the little trend here, I am emphasizing in these upcoming and past few episodes, really wanting to drive home this women empowerment. I'm highlighting women in, in my industry, in fellow industries, in industries that I have no clue about. And I really am emphasizing women as a collective and what we're doing and how we're moving. And that's just to keep you guys inspired. So if you did get some quality content today, I encourage you to share this episode with someone who needs a reminder to post it, spread the word. I am back here trying to grow this platform as organically and as big as I possibly can. So let's get Emma onto this episode. Thank you guys for being here. Emma, welcome to the Connected Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. How are you doing? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Rudy, for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And I, I am good. It's Monday morning and I have my coffee in my hand. So things are good. I love that. Also side note on your Instagram, (laughs) when you click your LinkedIn, it's like buy Emma coffee. I'm like, this is so on brand for Emma. Like, I love that. It's the only thing. (laughs) It's the only thing I have. Yeah. Love language coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So for the listeners who just want to kind of know who you are, I would love for you to just share specifically your journey, becoming a coach, a movement instructor, whatever you want to call yourself. So just talk, maybe just talk about that journey for a moment here. Okay. Um, so I was always a dancer. I danced a Celtic tap and Highland dance. Not sure if you knew that about me. I did not. (laughs) I love this. 
a little surprise for you there. Um, so I, you know, I don't know if you're, the Highland is like with the kilts and everything. Um, it's very like structured. Um, there's not like, it's not interpretive of any kind. There's not room for, <laughs> you know, going off the track. It's like, this is the step and it's been the step for the last hundred years. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, I did that for 10 years steadily and, um, yeah, it was a it was an amazing experience, and I think that you know dance gives you so much as as far as like later if you do decide to be some kind of mover, it gives you you know body awareness and um, coordination, which is you know a very key uh, piece. So that's what I did. You know, I dabbled in a few other things as a, as a kid, but um, that was my main focus. Um, and in high school, same thing. Like, yeah, I did a little bit of volleyball and track and field, but uh, still it was mostly dance. And um, yeah, then I went away to school and I was hitting the gym with my friends, doing like core and a treadmill. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. Like, not even a, a slightest clue in the world. Just, you know, just went to the floor, did core, and then, like, ran on the treadmill. Um, and I, yeah, when I when I graduated and came home, I was still running. And then I experienced, like, this n- incredible, immense pain in my knee while I was running and probably, like, three kilometers from home and I had to like wobble myself back home. Mm. And, um, yeah. And then I met, I met my, my coach, the owner of the gym at a function. Um, I sat next to him. He was chatting me up, probably looking to recruit people to his gym, (laughs) but it worked. I told him about, you know, my knee and I'm looking for some way to keep active and I think I just got incredibly lucky because I had met him and not, you know, another gym owner because Mm. that really like put me on the path to the type of training that I am still doing today. Mm. Um, Not, you know, yes, there's things that have changed, but for the most part, I'm still doing a lot of the same stuff. So um, he owned a CrossFit gym. But this is like 12 years ago. So this is a very old CrossFit, um, not what it is today. And it was, you know, not televised or anything like that. It was very small. And um, yeah, so I was exposed to the Olympic lifting. I was exposed to um, the gymnastics and um, the powerlifting and all the calisthenics that CrossFit provides. And most importantly, I had an amazing coach showing me those modalities, right? Um, and and then, yeah, he left CrossFit, but kept some of the same, you know, things. And, and then it kind of just went from there. And then um, fast forward, he helped open a gym here in Ottawa. And uh, he asked me to coach. So I had worked with him for about six years uh, prior, um, just working out. And um, and then he asked me if I could coach some classes. Mm. And yeah. did you did you jump in right away? Where did like the certification start coming into play? Yeah, so that's a, a big 
question that I get because people are reaching out to me constantly asking me like, what did I take in school? Did you take, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I actually went to school for business and I was working at, at a radio station at the time. So I had put in six years with that company and then I just took like the biggest leap of faith ever. Wow. Because, yeah, it was actually maybe the biggest like chance I've ever taken on something. I just, you know, I, I had it pretty good. I was good at what I did there. I had a company car. I, um, I had connections in, in this town and I, I felt like very rooted and my family is there. And, um, yeah, but I, I wasn't happy and I knew I wanted change and I just literally quit a job and took like a few shifts a week. Hmm. Uh, that's all he could give me at the time was just a few classes. And I just took the jump and I, I started every weekend. I would take a certification. I would be, you know, taking a uh, NCCP level one, you know, Olympic lifting. I'd be taking a kettlebell, uh, mm-hmm. you know, course. I'd be taking a, a mobility course. I'd be taking everything that was available to me. Um, I would be signing up for and just putting a lot of money into it. But I knew that's what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think I'm, I'm naturally like a, a good teacher. Um, but I think, you know, of course you need, you need to take these courses. You need to learn how to break it down from zero, you know, from the very ba- and learn from people who are like the masters at that craft. Right. Mm-hmm. You could swing a kettlebell. Sure. But like to learn from someone who like, lives and breathes and bleeds kind of as <laughs> like a different, you know, a different vibe. Absolutely. So you've been strength training full time now for how long? Oh my gosh. Um, so like myself, tr- like I I've been training myself or no coaching, coaching mm-hmm. after you took uh, that leap, that leap that's been a bit, that like I'm gonna say almost seven years wow and it obviously has paid off like I love I feel like I knew this but I I didn't know the details of that but I love that you said you took that leap but you just kind of knew and you started investing in these trainings which is really investing in yourself right Mm -hmm. and equipping yourself to do what you're doing so this is your full-time thing for about seven years now that is amazing and maybe talk to me about what were those like maybe initial growing pains? Like, did you feel like you took the leap? You start taking trainings. Like, did you ever have like doubt in there? Like, Oh man, maybe I, maybe I should go back to my structured job, like your company car. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'd imagine maybe you'd have that moment. Maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. So that's exactly for sure. I had so many of those moments at the time I was living with a boyfriend um and you know there was I had because of my old job and I because I had I managed to save um you know a decent amount before leaving um I I felt secure for a while mm. obviously I don't I didn't want to be using all of my savings to 
to go to zero, you know, for this, I wanted to try to as quickly as possible, start making money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there was no part of me that would like allow my partner to pay more for anything. So rent and food bills, like everything was split right down the middle. Wow. And so I, I knew I had to, and like, you know, we took vacations and like everything was 50, 50. So I knew that I needed to quickly start hustling and figuring out a way to, you know, make it work and uh, put the word out there that I was uh, capable, available to coach. And um, I think I got really lucky because I was one of the only coach on staff that didn't have anything else going on and other Mm. commitments that I was used quite a bit early on for people who were on holidays or sick or whatever. And so they used me a lot more than my regular classes that I had. So I actually filled in so much that it, it wasn't so bad. And that, that actually caught on like very early on that I was, you know, it was nothing great. That's for sure. I kept looking at my paycheck and saying, my God, like I could make more, <laughs> like I could definitely make more waitressing. I could definitely make more doing, you know, this, that, the other thing. I just kept looking at like what was coming in and kind of just taking like a gulp and like saying like, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, this is, you know, but um, it, yeah, it just, it worked out. I started getting my own PT clients, which obviously helped to make more through a PT client versus a class. Um, and I quite enjoy having personal training clients. I have had many over the years. Um, so, so yeah. Mm, amazing. So I still, <laughs> I still, cause I am, I am in the fitness industry industry as well. Like I, I coach and yoga was kind of my gateway into movement, but I don't do it full time, but Whenever I'm meeting clients or working with students at the gym, I always remember, because I will say you are like my, I'm like, she's like my first coach. Like I literally, I'm like telling people like, yeah, Emma, she's like this, like really strong, but she's like really encouraging, really empowering. Like I will never forget my introduction to resistance training and working with you and just feeling like it had, I don't know what it was about. Well, I guess you're, you're a woman, so it wasn't, it's a male dominated industry, but learning and coaching with you from you was really helpful for me, really effective for me. And it made all the difference. And now when I'm coaching other women, I, I sense that as well. Like, I feel like there's, it's, it's just a different, I'm like, so many thoughts are coming through my brain right now, but I'm like, it's, it's very important. Let's just say without going onto a a tangent, it's important for women to train. There's it's more than the physical for me. I've noticed it's like, it's empowering for us women. It, yes, it keeps us, you know, strong and healthy and all those other things. But I would love for you to share maybe your ideas of why women specifically benefit or need strength training, resistance training. Um, yeah. And I mean, people don't know how we met and how, (laughs) how, if they only could know, like how we probably, I mean, I probably shouldn't have been your coach. We just had like a little bit too much fun in the class. We we did. (laughs) 
like like too much laughing too much like no not a lot of seriousness but um for sure I I remember like some of your first classes with me and I um and I love you know I don't want to go off the because I know you just asked me a question I'm going the other way but um you you know I love that you that you're saying that that makes me so happy that is exactly why I do what I do mm. um it it reminds me why I do what I do. And um, yeah, you really made me a little emotional just saying. (laughs) No, but seriously, I was a noodle. Like sometimes I look back at, I was like, I was a little flexible yogi. I was like, what is training? What is resistance training? And you just like made me feel comfortable. You were definitely like, like you can do all the things physically in your own body, but you're very humble. And you, you know what I mean? Like you, you were, you were, yeah. Motivating and empowering instead of like, Oh, this is unattainable. Like I'll never get there. Like I, cause I still work with, you know, I work with, with, with clients now and they're like, Oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. I was like, yes, you will. I remember when I was exactly where you are. So it does matter. And it makes a difference for sure. Oh my God. I know. No. And I tell people the same thing. Like, I know you can't maybe picture it, but there was a time where I was also a noodle mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> No, I, <laughs> it's impossible. Like I came out of the womb, like, yeah, Jack. Red, yeah, red dressing. <laughs> no, I, I was, you know, skinny and I was, uh, you know, I had the foam. There was a special, I won't forget it. There was a special foam bar in the gym, <laughs> literally was foam. Like it wasn't even a metal barbell. It was like, <laughs> I think my coach used it for his seniors class. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> and um, you know, Tyler had me using that for a lot of the movements and like bless him and and you know, like he prided and thank God I walked seriously, Rudy. Like, you know, you could walk into any gym and, and that's probably mm. what you're gonna think is like right or wrong, right? For a long time mm. and maybe like <clears throat> injure yourself or whatever. Like I walked into a gym where my coach just like prided himself on quality and technique first weight did not matter um mm-hmm. you know even if being across the gym to start you know like it didn't matter how many reps you got it didn't matter how much you were lifting how fast you're going it's like you need to do it right and then once you do it right <laughs> then you can move on mm-hmm. so um yeah I mean I was lifting this like little eight pound like foam <laughs> bar, foam bar. <laughs> And it was just, yeah, it was just so, so humbling. And to be honest, when I looked around the room and I could see women who had had, and I was, I would have been like 22, right? Or Mm. yeah, 22. And I looked around the room and there were women who had their children there at the gym with them. Mm. Some young, some a little older. And they had had two, three kids and they are, like moving faster than me, lifting Mm. heavier than me and doing everything better than me. And I was just like, man, this is so empowering. Like, I didn't care what the guys were doing. I was just looking Mm. at the women and I was so motivated by them. And I still reach out to them to this day and, and tell them that because like, you don't know who's watching you, right? Mm. Like you don't know who's in the gym watching you and who's being motivated by you. But like, I was just so uh, out of shape and didn't like, I didn't know what I was doing fitness wise. And so when I looked around, I, 
was just like, oh my God, I, I need to be like these women. I need to be where they are. And mm. um, yeah, so I think, and that's coming, so that circles back to your, your question about like the importance of women training and training maybe together. But yeah, I think that I've trained so many women now who have come to me either have never lifted a weight in their life mm. or lifted lifted and injured themselves so either way the approach is the same like you can do this and we have tools in the gym that can teach you with like minimal weight and just teach you mechanics and and give you that you know that understanding that you are very capable and you can do it and um to believe in yourself and there's and when they lift that weight off the ground for the first time, mm. that the look on their face and, you know, it's like getting your first handstand or something, you know, it's like getting upside down on the rings, like the mm. amount, of, the amount of people who are just terrified about this. And the other day I had a, I mean, I don't know her age exactly, but she must be around late forties, maybe early fifties. And I, you know, she was like, there's no chance I'm doing that. Like, there's no way I'm getting upside down on the ring. Mm. And I'm like, well, let's not overthink this. Like, here's how we're going to attempt it. You're going to try. And I'm, and I'm here by your side. Um, and, and we'll just see, we'll just see where we get. And of course, like she got upside down within like her third try. Mm. And it's just, yeah, it's you, people are very, you know, they have a lot of doubt of their physical, um, capabilities. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, if that kind of answers your question, but it definitely does. Mm -hmm. So it's also like in my mind, like what you just said there, the capability, like the physical movement is an expression often of how we feel about ourselves more on the inside without getting too kind of woo woo here. But Mm -hmm. it is that moment of like, I can do this. And then when you step out of the gym and you feel empowered and capable in your physical body, that translates. And I also want to kind of emphasize like the pain-free training, the like you don't, you don't want to just go into the gym and pick up something and hurt your back and just do it for the sake of doing it without knowing what you're doing, because Mm -hmm. that has the opposite effect. In my experience, it's disempowering because then you're like, Oh, it's weight training is bad or resistance training is bad for me because it hurts me. But it's, it's because oftentimes we're just not taught how to do it correctly. So I did kind of want to emphasize that as well for a moment. Um, just the importance of of learning how to strength train from a coach, from, you know, the fundamentals, the foundation and getting it right. And then seeing how that will translate. But for, I want to, I want to keep on women specifically, um, if that's okay. So if Mm -hmm. for the women who are maybe listening to this conversation and they're like, okay, well, I feel like I've tried everything. My body is in pain. I don't know how to lift weights. I can't afford a personal trainer, whatever it is. What are some steps or some tips even that you would say to that woman right now who is, has no clue where to start, how to start? Well, I always like to 
you know, ask them like, well, who carries your groceries and who lifts up your, your, your child or who moves your suitcase or, you know, mm. your nightstand or simple things, right? Like there's things that you do in the day that you don't realize that you do and that do require, you know, some strength. And um, if you can do those things, then you can strength train, right? Like we have weights in the gym that are comparable to your, your groceries. And mm. I will teach you how to, you know, lift properly and feel confident um, that you're not going to hurt yourself. And I always tell people, like, if you, if you actually have some underlying issues, I always tell people, um, sure, I can put you through an assessment, but I'm not a physiotherapist. And I think that, um, like I can see a lot of, you know, imbalances and weaknesses in my assessment, but it is so important that if you really truly feel like you have something going on, um, then book in with a physio, take that time for yourself, rule out any serious limitations that you might have. Um, but yeah, and just, and just know that it's not like, it's not, um, I don't know what that saying is about, like you eat an elephant, like one bite at a time, kind of thing. <laughs> but like, it's not going to happen overnight. Like mm. I didn't get muscle on my shoulders, like from training for a year, like I trained for so long and I've basically looked, I've looked the same for years now. Like I'm not really changing much in my body, but like it, but the initial change, like that took so much time and, and, and lifting heavier, it took a long time, you know, and, um, it's every day in the gym. It's not, you know, once a week that's going to make these changes. And, um, you know, it's, it's you've that three to five days a week in the gym, um, that is really going to give you the, the confidence and, and the understanding of how your, your body needs to move and that connection. But, um, this, it's, like you said, it's just so in, empowering and like to not need help from a, another person to mm. even just get your suitcase off of the, the conveyor, like at mm -hmm. the airport, like, I don't want to ask someone to get my suitcase off. Like, mm. I don't, you know, I don't want to need help for certain things. And I, I like that independence and I like how it makes me feel. Mm. And I like to give that to, to people, whether, you know, whether that's a young mom or whether that's a senior citizen, mm -hmm. like I work with all ranges of age of age. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a great feeling that people get from strength training. It's, mm -hmm. it's unreal. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm hearing you say consistency, definitely. So it's kind of comes down to like, how bad do you want this as well? Like, are you willing yeah. to put the time in because it, it's your body? Like I always think like you get one body here, people, like if you're going to invest in anything, like that is your physical, <laughs> your vessel. Um, yeah. so consistency and then, um, see us, see a, any sort of specialist if they feel in their body, okay, something's not right. And maybe get an assessment. And then would you suggest, um, going to like a gym, maybe like doing some research on a specific gym, going to group classes, getting a PT right away. Like what, 
what would you maybe suggest there in terms of like how these women can start to move or where right. to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a big question too. And I feel like, again, I, I don't, I feel so lucky to have my journey like that. I, like I said before earlier, I walked into a gym with a coach that has trained with like the elite, like Ido Portal. Mm. He's trained with Ido Portal. He's trained with like the best Olympic lifters, um, you know, a gold medalist. He's trained with um, Charles Poliquin. You know, he's wow. he like every, like anyone you can think of in, in the movement world, he has gone and trained with them. So I was just incredibly lucky in my little town, Cornwall, that mm-hmm. <laughs> what I stumbled upon. And I know that's not everyone's situation. So I think if I were to have to do that again, and I was in a place, you know, um, like Ottawa, I would maybe, you know, I would search gyms and I would search the type of gym. If I was interested in weightlifting, I would, you know, search that. I would then see if they have group classes. I think that that's key. Um, then I would, if I attended a class, just to try it out, I would see the group size too. I think that really matters because if there's mm. one coach, you know, one coach to 30 people, then you're not going to get any of that individual, like one-on-one focus. Mm. Um, if you have about 10 people in the class, uh, you know, to 15 then you have more of that, you know, chance of getting some feedback on on your movement, um, and maybe a little bit more individual, you know, one on one time. Um, but I think if if it's a matter of like confidence, lack of confidence, I have so many people who start with me um, for PT, and it's more they're not confident to do a class. Mm. They think that they're going to be behind lost, um, stick out, you know, whatever it is, uh, Mm. for them. And I, you know, and that's fine. I encourage them to do a few PT. Um, but usually like, I'd say 85% of the time, most of those people could do the class. Mm. And it's just a confidence thing. It's like they're not confident enough um, to, they think it's that whatever the class is doing is they're not there yet and they're not ready. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's like, I absolutely pride uh, myself in in finding modifications. Like it's mm-hmm. literally like what we do at our gym at Human 2.0. Uh, the main gym I work out of and it's exactly what we do we find you a progression that works for you we have Mm -hmm. you know the absolute like level one basic version of the movement and we can like soup it up and find you like the hardest movement if you're you know um if that's where you're at Mm -hmm. so that is so key and when you're looking for a gym is is finding somebody who understands the movement who can break it down for you who can give you the progression that you need to start with um and Mm. and yeah and then maybe just yeah just researching going to see a lot of these gyms obviously have facebook pages or 
Facebook pages, uh, <laughs> Instagram, and just like kind of looking at what they do, what mm. style does it does it kind of like stick out to you and what you want to do? Um, trying to get a sneak peek of their classes and like, you know, are they just yelling at you and wanting you to <laughs> finish in a pile of sweat on the ground and like and not like, you know, or are they like going around, you know? Because, you know, they, I yell at my classes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's there's a lot more to it. And, you you know, you need to make sure you're going to a gym that, um, you know, there's lots of coaching. There's lots of breaking things down. Um, and, mm. yes. Mm. And if there were, I'm kind of putting you on the spot right now, but if there were maybe three, let's say, specific resistance training um, exercises let's say three what yeah just if you could pick three that for a woman specifically that she could benefit from doing on a regular basis or getting better at getting stronger at what would those three be um I would definitely say some posterior chain movement so probably like a Romanian deadlift Mm-hmm. that would uh hit you know the the hamstring and the glue i find a lot of women lack the strength there and lack the the hip hinge cape like um capability mm-hmm. and uh, i definitely would say and a pull of some kind um and a push mm-hmm. <laughs> so um you know it doesn't have to be a push-up that is very like, you know, um, yeah, I don't really put a lot of weight in a, in a push-up, although most of the women approaching me, that's all they can talk about. Like I want my first, I want to push up or mm-hmm. I want to be able to do 10 push-ups. I want to be able to do a pull-up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, being able to press. So I would say focusing on like a single arm press with uh, kettlebells an overhead press. Um, and then I would say, um, a, probably a, a pull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a, like a row, um, and there's just so many variations of row and over and pressing, right. That you can mm-hmm. implement, um, with one single weight. So whether that's a dumbbell or a kettlebell, I think that those are things, um, I mean, I would just say like a Turkish get up if you were like really saying, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, cause there's so, I love it. I love where your brain is going. Cause you're like, but no, it's so incomplete. Like you need all these things. Turkish get up. has like everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. That'd be like, that'd be the cheat move. It's like, that would, that's, that's cheating. Yeah. That's, that's totally cheating. <laughs> okay. Um, so a press, an overhead, an overhead press or some kind of push a pull and a, and a hinge. Amazing. Some posterior chain. Yeah. Some, some Romanian deadlift. I love it. And I, I also tell a lot of my students about, because I was, and I still am so flexible through my hamstrings and I guess adductors as well. Um, that like getting, getting the deadlift technique and being able to hinge for me was like the hard, hardest, (laughs) the hardest thing. Like I actually remember you and Dan at one point, it was like, 
like you like almost like poke my hamstring like this you need to feel it here like this is what and I'd be like I I feel nothing and it's like your your knees are locking out and like I can go all the way to the ground you know what I mean like I remember (laughs) it seems so simple and I just want to emphasize that because like that seems the hinge position that pattern seems so simple but if you aren't used to it if you aren't doing it like properly it -hmm. takes time and um, it takes time. I mean, all of these movements, strength training, resistance training, moving with kettlebells, with dumbbells, whatever it is, it takes time. But when you get it, you know, like I remember my back pain was so bad and I was like, well, no wonder, like you have, you're not activating any of your posterior muscles. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but so shifting it to you a little bit here, how do you, so first question, how often are you moving? I feel like you're going to say every day or close to, um, like what does your movement regimen kind of look like? And what do you do on the days where you're like, I have no motivation. I do not want to do this today or I'm tired or I'm achy or whatever it is. If you have those days, I'm sure you do. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I move usually. So I, I train for an hour. Um, most, most Monday through Fridays. Um, yeah, there's like, there like exercise for me is like a non-negotiable, um, in my week, my week. And I'm trying to like fix my weekends. It's kind of chaotic. Um, but like my food and my training is like pretty solid Monday to Friday. Um, the weekend, well, that's kind of like, yeah, it's just, it depends what, what's going on on the weekend and where I'm at. But I try, I actually don't really train on the weekend. I mm. try to just be out, outdoors. So I, love that. yeah, I usually just do like, um, anywhere from an hour to like two and a half, depending on what, if we're doing like an actual hike, like, um, then then it could be longer, but I like, I like to be outside and do multiple walks. It could be just like a regular walk or it could be like a trail walk or it could be like an actual hike, like in Gatineau park. Mm. But I try to just get outside as much as possible. And I don't really care to, to train. I, on the weekend, I, if it happens for me, then it happens. Like, uh, on a Saturday, usually like if I'm already at the gym coaching a class then I'll wake up earlier and I will train prior to the class. Mm. Um, and, but that's not every, that's not every Saturday that I coach. So, um, it doesn't happen all the time, but yeah, I don't really, I just need to move. My body now is at the point where if I don't move, I feel, uh, I feel restless. I feel like my body is unhappy. Mm. (laughs) I feel like, um, yeah, I just, I, my mood is not good. I probably Uh not like it's like, yeah. So I just need to, to move. I need to, it doesn't have to be intense either. I just need to move my body. Um, yeah. And I listen to my body too, like coming back to like when, what you were saying. Um, yeah, of course, if, if I am on my period, then yes, I definitely will modify my workouts. Um, I will, you know, maybe lift lighter and, 
uh, mm. be a little slower in the gym and I, that's fine. I don't care. Um, I'm just, I try to be, I find like I'm at an age now where I'm more like in tune with my body. I, I'm more aware of, of being tired and being on my period, or maybe I'm, I'm fighting something. Maybe I'm getting sick. So I try to just be a little bit more aware and uh, still move it just in a different way. Like it could just be like body weight that day with just very light weight. Mm. Um, but I just try to always move because I know how I feel after two days of not moving. Mm. So it sounds yeah. like when, when maybe there are influences or external, so like your cycle or maybe something happening, like you're busy, like your busy schedule and your body's feeling a little fatigued, or like you said, you're fighting something off. It just sounds like you would modify and scale back the movement, but you wouldn't necessarily say, okay, I'm, I'm just not going to train today. Like yeah. you would kind of do something just modified. Yeah. I'd have to be in really bad shape to like, not, not do anything. Like, okay. I, you know, I'd have to be yeah. like actually sick to, and then even then I would probably still go for a walk. You know? Right. And would you, I hear you. And would you recommend that to, um, again, like a a woman listening right now who is just not, you know, moving as often as maybe you and I are like, how do you, how, what's the gauge there? You know what I mean? Like, I get this question often, like, Oh, my back kind of hurts. I'm a little tired today. Like the, the, it's such a fine balance. Like, do you push through? Do you do something like for those of Mm. us or those listening who don't know, maybe they're not as in tune with their bodies. Right. So it's all about like, for me, you can always start and stop the workout, right? Like, I love that. Mm -hmm. And, but you can't like go back to yesterday. (laughs) Ah, I love that so much. Yes. You can always change your mind. Mm. You can always change your mind. So like, if you want to, if you're not feeling that great, your back's a little stiff. Why don't you just start with the warm up? See how it goes. Start with some specific things to help with the back, loosen things up. Just see, you know, do like rotations, joint rotations, even, um, and see how you you feel. And usually, you feel better, right? Like mm. when you start moving your body, you feel better most of the time. You have to be in really bad shape to like just completely be like, no, like it's not happening. <laughs> um, usually, you feel like that better, and most most of the time my clients or people in the classes will say, no, like, I'm so glad I continue. Like I, I mm. feel, I feel fine. I actually feel better. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's all about kind of like just starting, see how it goes, feel it out and, uh, stay, stay in your, like, uh, stay in your body, like stay aware. Um, mm. some people kind of like, they like go to another place or something, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, in their workouts and they kind of, and I get that, like it happens, you know, you have a lot on your mind and mm. you have a million, you know, million like things to do after the workout. But like, it is really important to just like stay in this moment. Cause you're doing something serious. You're, you know, especially if you're complaining from a sore back, like you need to be aware mm. and it, there in your workout and not somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and like constantly checking in, like, how am I feeling? I love that. 
Because I, I think it also gets overlooked a little bit when we think about being in the gym versus maybe like for me being in a yoga room, like in a, like through a yoga practice where you're encouraged and it's, it's the practice of checking back in and thinking about, well, how am I doing my breath, whatever. But when you're in like, um, a gym or resistance training, like you said, there's a tendency to want to like check out, go through the motions, but that's where you also have to be your own kind of accountability. Like you have to like, okay, just be in your body, bring it back. Like kind of block Mm -hmm. out the noise. Right. So yeah, I think that's really powerful. And my last, um, question, what outside of the gym do you do, um, just to help support your overall well-being, your mental, your physical, um, if you want to touch on like diet at all, do you take any like supplements, stuff like that, like food and maybe like lifestyle outside of the gym? Okay. Yeah. I mean, while I was doing yoga and I did, (laughs) I I did a long stint of that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I went to a lot of your classes, (laughs) um, which, which I loved. And there's, I mean, that's how I got started was getting like going to a class and just being, and there's so much to be said for that. Right. Especially Mm. if you're busy, you're busy. Like I have so many people come to my classes and they're like, I have to answer questions and think all day long and Mm. it's so nice to have someone else to just tell me what to do yes be a student be a student 100 percent. and I love that I love being a student I love that and Mm. I miss that so much and um I'm actually thinking about going back to (laughs) (laughs) for the winter because I I miss it so much I love that I love just Mm being there and learning and trying my best and just mm. like not talking. <laughs> yes. Right. And yeah. um yeah, so that is something I would do for myself for sure. Um outside of the gym. I love to go for, you know, like like I said, I mentioned earlier, long walks, hikes, exploring, that kind of thing. I love being at the beach. Um and then as far as nutrition goes to support, um, I do f- like try to eat relatively clean. I th- I feel like recently I've been falling off the, the wagon, but, uh, you know, I don't, that's a whole other conversation, but I don't beat myself up about that. I just mm. like, I just, you know, today's a new day and, um, but yeah, I, I eat mostly paleo. But that's just because that was like the the one diet that I found worked the best for me. And it was what I was introduced to while joining CrossFit like 12 years ago. That was kind of like the push from them and from like Rob Wolf, who it kind of is like the CrossFit like nutrition guy. Um, but it, for me specifically, because I definitely have some underlying kind of like you know, uh, dairy intolerances, like I can eat it, but does my body love it? No. And like, same with, with bread. Um, Mm. I can eat it, but does my body love it? No. Like I, my skin reacts, I have, you know, some psoriasis and I have definitely like a bloated belly when I eat stuff like that. Mm. Um, versus just eating like protein and some fruit and some vegetables, that sort of thing. Mm. And I, I really do try to uh, get as much nutrient as I can from my actual food. 
And I only supplement things that I've done, you know, I've read consistently from all kinds of nutritionists and people who are a lot smarter than me when it comes to nutrition, like that really push the same thing over and over and over again. And that's usually fish oil. Like you see that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take fish oil. I take magnesium. It's something that I think like 78, I don't mean, don't quote me exactly on this, but like, you know, 70, let's say 75% of the population is deficient in magnesium. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like, because of, how poor the quality of our soil is that our food grows in. Um, and then as Canadians, our food comes from like, you know, Mexico and, and, you know, the States. So by the time it gets to us, it doesn't have uh, all, you know, the, the uh, minerals that we need. So um, yeah. So I take magnesium and I take, what is, what else do I take? Uh, a B12, and that's it. And that's mm. it. That's all I, that's all I take. And I, if I'm sick, then I will take certain things like zinc and vitamin C and I'll just like throw everything at it if mm. I'm feeling under the weather. But I, the things I take consistently, um, are, are those things. Um, yeah, a good magnesium fish oil and yeah. Amazing. And I usually yeah, and I usually try to do like a a kefir. I usually like kefir milk is fine with my like my system. So I usually try to do something like that for some probiotic. You mm. know, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of again like just you do what works for you. You do a little bit of your necessary research, and you're finding more. Yeah, like paleo and just staying away from things that you know bug you help support you in your active lifestyle. Sounds like. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's, I just, it's so obvious with like food and how bad everything is. Like, it's just insane what's out there and Mm -hmm. all the, the, like the chemicals and the, all the sugar and things like it's wild. I was just, somebody had a Mountain Dew. I don't know what kind it was. (laughs) It was like, oh my God, Rudy, it was a Mountain Dew something and it was like in a blue clearish bottle and it was caffeinated, but it had like, I'm not even kidding you, like 78 grams of sugar. Oh my gosh. In the bottle. Mm. I know. I was just like, holy cow. And yeah, I just, I can't put stuff like that in my body. I think my body will just like cripple. <laughs> just <laughs> reduce to a pile on the floor. <laughs> System overload. And I do want to, I do want to say this is, this is food and everything we ingest, it is, it is a little emotional for people. People are attached. We have different upbringings where we have different influences, but I, I do want to say like, for me personally, it's not to villainize foods and, and you're, you're wrong and you're bad if you eat them or, you know what I mean? Like there's a part of this where it's like, you do have to live your life a little, but I think it comes back to like, this is your, your body. This is your one vessel And if you do want to feel good in your body, which I want to go ahead and say everybody does to an extent, right? This is just like, how do you support yourself in your lifestyle and feel good and move well? Like that's the goal. It's not necessarily like, yeah, you're bad for, for doing that. If you don't know better, you don't know better. 
you know what I mean? Like what you just, you said as well, like you feel like you're kind of falling off the bandwidth. Like we all kind of have those, those peaks and valleys, right. Where we're like, we're not going to be, we're not robots. We're not going to be perfect all the time, but it's kind of context. Like, yeah. Like the Mountain Dew is, is very different from like a, I don't know. I'm like, what, what do you, what do you consider a treat right now? <laughs> you know, like it's scales. <laughs> it's, exactly, it's exactly like what you're saying is an education thing, right? Cause I'm mm. sure whoever's drinking that doesn't realize mm-hmm. like what that, what they're ingesting in one drink mm-hmm. and what they're doing to their body with one drink. And it's not about, you're right. It's not about villainizing and it's not about making somebody feel bad because I definitely grew up in a time where, you know, kids ate cereal every morning for breakfast. Like that's what I, that's what I ate. And I don't, mm. my parents didn't know any better that like mm. me eating Captain Crunch and Fruit Loops every morning <laughs> with milk was like, you know what that was probably doing to my system. But like, and yeah. And the addiction that sugar has on people mm. for sure. Like that's all, all that information's out there. That's all, you know, and it's so, but it's, it's important to, if you are feeling badly and you and your skin is showing you signs of, you know, and you can see it with, you know, whether that's rosacea, whether that's acne, Mm. whether that's, Mm -hmm. you know, other things that your body just shows you like very clearly it's, it's, um, it's not like you can get rid of that. A lot of the times, like food is everything. Mm. Um, but that's like a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, something I always think about, going, you know, I always want to take courses on, on nutrition because I just, I'm so interested in it, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, this is coming from the person who had, like, I had ice cream on the weekend. Like, um, I don't, I don't not, I don't avoid it like the plague and I don't, you know, if I want it, I want it. And I also don't, when I'm, I don't, after I have it, I don't beat myself into the ground for having Mm. it. That's key. Yeah, that's so key. It's like, no, I had it. I enjoyed it. Like moving on, you know, and I, and I remember like somebody, I don't know if it was like a meme or something, but it was something like, and I'm going to butcher this. I know it, but (laughs) (laughs) it's something like, um, you know, just because you dropped your phone, like, do you like just continue to smash it or over again? Like, no, like you, okay, you dropped your phone, like pick it up and like moving on. Don't like, and that's kind of what happened. And it happens to me too, right? It's like, oh, like I had pizza and then I'm going to like, then I'm going to have the ice cream after. And it's like, oh, I'm, I've already like gone down that, like, you know, so I might as well just do this and that. And it's like, no, like, come on back. (laughs) (laughs) I love, yeah, no, that is a big one. You're right. That is a whole other conversation. I'm like, ah, I want to respect your time. So I'm not going to go there, but I love that. And, And we need to hear that more, especially from those of us who are, you know, leaders in this, in this industry, like, Mm. yeah you're not going to continue to smash but you don't need to have the ice cream and the pizza and the chips and the let's like have the thing move on you didn't fail tomorrow's a new day we we need that um and absolute last question what is your definition of connection my definition of connection (laughs) oh my god Rudy um I know (laughs) (laughs) my definition of connection I would say awareness Mm. 
Because without awareness, you cannot be connected. Mm. So, yeah, openness. Mm. Uh, you know, can't be connected if you're not open. Mm. Um, so, like, connection to to others or just... No, honestly, I think that's what you said, I think is great. Awareness, that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. You connect your definition, connection, awareness, body awareness, awareness of yeah, what feels good in your body, how you're moving, and being open. I love that because also, you know, like being a student, learning something new, mm-hmm. being open to what's around you. I love that. Um, where can the listeners go to connect with you off the podcast if they like? Um, so I, I am on a, well, I'm on Instagram and my handle is E and then my last name, Bisonet. Um, so I'm mostly there. I, I really am trying to stay off of, of social media as much as I can. Mm. I'm a, a timer set even <laughs> to mm. keep me off because as much as I love all the connection I made through social media, I do find myself spending a little too much time on it. So mm. I I try to limit myself. I, I am on Facebook, but I, I am not like, um, you know, it's not a big part of, of what I, what I do. I think my main thing is definitely, um, definitely my Instagram page. And then like, I do have TikTok, but I literally haven't been on it in like a month or more. (laughs) (laughs) And you are currently training at Human 2.0 if people in the Ottawa area want to come and take a class with you or PT. Yes. And I do a lot of PT on my own as well. So, um, you know, I do PT here at my place and I do PT virtually as a big thing right now. Mm. Um, I'm training a lot of people online and then um, I have some other locations that I take clients, but definitely my main kind of hub and where I coach, you know, Monday to Friday is human 2.0 and I do take clients there as well. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, Emma, thank you so much for this conversation. So many gems, so many laughs, which I was like, oh yeah, we do. do. You're right. We are kind of, we are kind of silly when we start chatting, (laughs) but I love it. Uh, So thank you. And yeah, I hope to see you soon in the flesh in person. We should do something that is off the pod. (laughs) Yes, it was so nice to chat with you Rudy and um thank you for having me on your show and I definitely hope that I see you soon and maybe I will stop in for a class with you please do (laughs) (laughs) okay we'll talk soon okay bye. bye